Homestead. So we're, we're kicking off a new five-week series this month, today actually, and if you aren't aware of that, you are now. The series is called Your Invisible Power. It, we're basing it on a book by a lady of the name of Genevieve Bar Barand. Okay, and I probably got the name right, wrong, but you know, strange last name. <laughs> so anyhow, I actually read this book 25 years ago and had forgotten about it. I'd forgotten about it. It was a very powerful book at the time. And I reconnected with it recently over the summer as we were teaching uh, the Mary Man Morrissey class, Prosperity Plus Two. And I fell in love with it all over again. And so I want to give you the story of Genevieve, because even though Genevieve was in this world over a hundred years ago, her story as it unfolds could be anybody today. And a hundred over a hundred years ago, Genevieve was a widow with a child, and back at the turn of the century, actually. So her prospects were not many. Were not many. She could go to work as a seamstress. She could go to work at maybe in, a, in an office somewhere. But Genevieve had a desire, a burning desire to not fall into the norm of what society expected of someone in her position. She wanted to buck the trend. Now, Genevieve, just through coincidences of the universe, heard a gentleman speak by the name of Judge Thomas Troward. And Judge Thomas Troward, many know as the father of mental science. He existed around the time of Mary Baker Eddy, Ernest Holmes as well. And Genevieve, Genevieve heard this man speak, and he talked about how the universe is created through visualizing, through powerful creative energy, and how those of us afflicted with the human condition can use that very same power to create their experience in a manner of their choosing, how they can work with that power. And Genevieve believed him. She believed every word of his lectures. She believed all that he had to say. She studied his writings. And she decided, this widow with no money, with a child, she decided she wanted to study with Judge Thomas Troward. And Troward was, how do I say this, not interested in having students. He just wanted to lecture. He didn't want to be bothered with people asking him questions. He didn't want to be bothered with having to guide somebody. But Genevieve was persistent. She went to his lecture. She sent him letters. She even showed up on his doorstep, begging him to take her on as a student. Troward finally based on her tenacity of spirit, relented. So I'll tell you what, I'll let you be a student of mine. Now we're talking early 1900s. I'll be your teacher. 
for $20,000. Turn of the century money, I looked it up. For the record, I looked it up. You can Google this. $20,000 from the turn of the century today equates to $469,000 and change. You know what that says to me? That I charge too little for classes. That's, <laughs> that's what the hell it says to me. Genevieve wasn't deterred by the number. She was not deterred by the number. And I want you to hold that thought for a moment, that whatever your position in life, whatever is going on for you, that you really want to pursue something to expand your knowledge. And the one person that you know, you feel, you believe can assist you in expanding that knowledge says to you, sure, just give me almost half a million dollars. Because that's what Troward was saying to her. What will you do? Here's what Genevieve did. Genevieve went and got some of old Thomas Troward's older lectures where she had taken notes, and she began studying the notes, and she found the section on creative visualization. And she began every night within her mind, seeing herself count $21,000 bills to pay Thomas Troward and handing those bills to him. That's what she did. Six months later, she became a steward, student of Troward. She became a student of Troward. Now, in the book, Your Invisible Power, Genevieve gives more detail about where the, how those funds manifested for her, how they came into her being. But what's important for us to realize in this moment is that even though Troward said to her, sure, give me a half a million bucks, her mindset was such that she didn't falter. She just said, of course, I can do that, absolutely. And I can do that by utilizing the laws of the universe that you are going to teach me. That's what she did. That's what she did. So we want to say, well, how did she do that? How, how did she, where did that half a million dollars come from? And the universe is saying, it doesn't matter. When the desire, when the desire is so strong, the energy of the desire is so strong that it is simply encasing encasing the visualization in such a strong energy that no doubt, no limit, no restriction can resist within it, the universe has no choice but to manifest that mental image. The question of where it came from is this. It came from God. And when you get that, when you get clear on that, that all the good that we seek, all the visualizing that we're shooting for comes from one source, and that source is presence, then it doesn't matter where the actual money came from. Remember, Barker says money is the energy of God in action. 
the energy of God in action. And Genevieve kind of went beyond that. She just said, the money is the energy of God, and I'm in control of that energy. But I'm bummed. Now, I want to remind you that this is a five-Sunday series. Every Sunday, we're going to be discussing excerpts from the book, focusing in on utilizing the creative power of visualization. And that book is available to you where? On the website. Okay, so like, here's how this, here's how this works. Familiar faces, help out the new faces. Where does it exist? On our website. On, well, Karen got it. <laughs> oh, teacher's pet, teacher's pet. All right, so I want to share something. <laughs> gotcha. We want to share something that Genevieve wrote. She says, we all possess more power and greater possibilities than we realize. And visualizing is one of the greatest of these powers. It brings other possibilities to our observation. When we pause to think for a moment, when we pause to think for a moment, we realize that for a cosmos to exist at all, it must come out of a cosmic mind. That in order for a cosmos to exist at all, it must come out of a cosmic mind. In order for life to exist at all, it must come out of a cosmic mind. In order for whatever we deem as wonderful, as joyful, sometimes as less than pleasant, it must come out of a cosmic mind. It must come out of that all one source of pure power and energy. But what happens in that regard? How does that happen? When we know that God is all love, that was the meditation this morning. I led the meditation. If you missed it, it was awesome. People were floating out of their chairs. I'm here to tell you. Teach you to be late. It's because we have to learn how to use this power. We have to learn how to visualize with this power, knowing that all of life is coming out of the one source. And if something is coming into our journey, manifesting within our journey of this physical reality, then what's unfolding in that moment is not a punishment from source, not that the universe is mad, of, mad at us. What is coming forward in that moment is less than pleasant, is the awareness that we need to do more work on the mental images that we are maintaining. We need to do more work on the mental images that we are maintaining. I want to go back to a sentence here. It's very important. She, she said, it brings other possibilities to our observation when we pause to think for a moment. When we pause to think for a moment. What she's guiding us to there are two, two things here. One is in that pause, let us always pause in the awareness that God is all there is. That's number one. Let us pause in the awareness that since God is all there is, we can work as the allness of this power in individualized form. The second awareness that comes into play, I'm getting a little feedback, like I'm, I'm in a concert hall reverberating, maybe just down a little bit. Okay? I think my energy is interacting with the energy of the mind. But the second thing she's bringing to our attention is this. We must stop and pause, think about 
hold within mind, maybe kill thieves, hold within mind our mental image. Hold within mind our mental image, focusing solely on it. You know, in the teachings of Abraham, Abraham says if you hold a thought for 17 seconds, that activates the vibration of the thought so that it can become something in form. And we think, well, you know, I have lots of thoughts. I have lots of stuff going through my mind over and over again. Some of them don't last 17 seconds. You know, guys, guys get that. Our thoughts last maybe five. But let me tell you something. Let's look at how true that is. Can a thought interact your experience? Can one single thought held for 17 seconds impact your experience not only in how you relate to the world but in how how you're feeling and how you're feeling for me the answer is yes and i'll use this example you know i i don't like zombie movies it the only movie that's ever given me nightmares is a zombie movie the the the, the old black and white one dawn of the dead or Dawn of the Baptist, something like that. I forgot what it was. But the old black and white one. And and ever since then, I cannot watch a zombie movie. It gives me horrible nightmares. And now, even seeing the commercial on TV, I have to flip the channel because, because that mental image creates such... Uh, unneeded, unsolicited, unrealized fear that I have these dreams that relate truly from childhood. Now think about, here's what I want you to get. When I'm in my dream state, that dream is real. When I wake up from the dream state and my heart is pounding and my breath is... <gasps> That dream is real in that 17 seconds of holding that mental vibration. And that is the awareness that you can move into with holding any mental thought for 17 seconds or more. You can step into such a feeling energy reality of holding that thought so clearly, so powerfully, that it feels real that your pulse actually changes because you're excited, not by the zombie, but by the fact that, wow, you are creating in perfect alignment with the power of God that you are. Breathe. Do you get that's the excitement? That's the joy? The excitement and the joy is not necessarily the things. It is the realization that you are creating an alignment with the power of God that you are. And when you've got that, and you're creating simply for the joy of creating, that joy is what catapults you into creating and manifesting some very wonderful things. There's a whole chapter. That's why we titled today's lesson, lesson Attracting the Things You Desire. Right? That's the title from one of the chapters in the book. And it's about attracting those things 
that bring you joy, not simply because they've manifested in your life, but because you are aware of what a powerful creator you are. Genevieve tells a great story, and it's about a fella who came to her after class, and he only had $10 to his name. And he said to her, I, I don't have a job, I've lost my job, I have a family, and this is the only money I have, but I want you to have $5 of it. And speak your word to get me out of this position. Now Genevieve took the man's money. $5 in today's environment, what is that? $3,000? We charge too little for treatment, too. And she said something, though, in, the relate, in relating this story. She, she said, I spoke my word of infinite supply for him. I spoke my word with clear knowing. And then I pictured him. I pictured him living the abundant life. Living effortlessly and financial ease. She said she never saw the man again after that. And then a few months later, she got a letter. She got a letter that, and the letter had money in it, by the way. And it was from the man. And he said, I want to tell you what happened. And he said, as I left your, your class that day, I knew, I knew that what you saw for me, I didn't see for me. But I was confident in your seeing it. Okay? And as I was walking down the street, I ran into an old friend of mine that I hadn't seen in a while. And I explained my dilemma, and he loaned me enough money to pay all my bills and to move to New Orleans, where there is an abundance of jobs, where I am now employed, making more money than I ever had made before, and it's all because I let you see what you needed to see. I didn't allow what I saw or give any power to, what I saw, what I felt to be true for me, to override what you affirmed and saw for me in that moment. That's called faith. That's called attracting the things you desire. That's called, as, called as Emerson would say, getting your bloated nothingness out of the way and allowing the universe to resonate just for 17 seconds with a better picture. Sometimes we have to hold that picture. Other times we have to trust that someone is going to hold that mental image for us. That's how we work with the process. And when we begin working with the process in such a manner, then all of a sudden, serendipitously, things begin to unfold for us. The universe begins to come into play, begins to express in ways we never thought possible. Genevieve said this, she said, 
why the laws of the universe cannot be altered? They can be made to work under specific conditions, thereby producing results for individual, individual advancement which cannot be untamed under the spontaneous workings of the law provided by nature. She said, we are not trying to get the laws to work for us. Breathe. We are not trying to get the laws to work for us. We are fulfilling the law. With our creative endeavor, we are fulfilling the law in all that we are doing. And how we go about fulfilling the law, the laws of the universe, this creative law of visualization, is by trusting the process, is by beginning to experiment and say, well, you know, if I'm having this less than positive mental image, whatever th that I'm worried about, say, then let me see about creating another one. If I can't create another one, then let me move into a situation where I am working with, with someone. Practitioner, Aunt Reggie, Jill. Let me move into a position where I am working with someone and let them hold the vision. Let's let them hold the vision. You know, we, we have a new member at the center. His name is Daniel J. Martin. He is a week old. He really is my child. I, I visualized him into being, because that's the only way that was going to happen. <laughs> Coming back, coming back. But every so often when we went to visit Daniel in the hospital, Sarah would was a little tired after giving birth, you know. She she didn't come back to work until Friday, Thursday? No, here. She came back Thursday. Yeah, took a week off after child labor. What is wrong with her? Anyhow. What I noticed in the hospital room, as Sarah would hold, hold Daniel, was that she was fine with handing Daniel to someone else to hold. She was letting someone else hold that vision of her. She was letting someone hold that life force of hers, knowing that it would be safe. That is unconditional trust. That is unconditional belief. That is the knowing that the universe is going to support you. And you want to get into such a clear knowing, into that clear awareness, that it is okay for you. That it is okay for you to breathe and say, okay, I don't have to worry about this because I've got somebody else doing the work for me. The universe believes in you. The universe believes in you even when we feel we can't believe in ourselves. The universe believes in you. And you want to act, you want to create, you want to believe from that awareness that you cannot fail, you cannot falter, that every breath you take is the power of creation spoken with ease. And you live from that vibration, that truth, 
so that any thought of restriction or false belief simply fades away because you're moving into being that master creator that you're destined to be. And if you need a little help along the way, that's okay. That's what the universe is for. So you don't have to feel as if you're doing it all. Genevieve said, visualizing is the great secret of success. The conscious use of this great power attracts to you multiplied resources, intensifies your wisdom, and enables you to make use of advantage which you formerly failed to recognize. Now we have a, a double meaning in here. First, when we visualize, when we are working, knowing, affirming, we are working with this creative power that we are acting as the power of Genesis and manifested form, that's faith, that's belief, that's knowing. That's working at the spiritual and mental level. But she said something else that's going to trip people up. And we want to make sure that you understand this. She said, working with all that intensifies your infinite wisdom and enables you to make use of advantages which you formerly failed to recognize. You know what she's saying to us? She's saying that as life begins to unfold, as the universe begins to manifest for you, it appears in the external world. What's with the music? <laughs> I guess that's my two-minute warning. <laughs> She's saying to you, that saying to us, that the, what's occurring for us is in the manifest realm. And so we want to be mindful that as we're working to demonstrate this greater desire, whatever this greater desire is, that the universe is going to provide us steps to that greater desire. No one delivered Genevieve $20,000. It showed up for her through a trail that she had to follow. It was a journey, a voyage, into her greater demonstration, into her heart's desire. That's where you want to be. Wayne Dyer said, Projecting your mind into, into a successful situation is the most powerful means to achieve your goals. Look at every great industrialist, every great CEO. I'm not going to name names because there are too many. And they all have one thing in common. They visualized the outcome they were shooting for. They visualized seeing themselves enjoying what they were doing. Genevieve has a great story in the book about a businessman, very successful. And people asked him all the time, what do you do for to be successful? Because his business was very competitive. And other people did what he did, and he wasn't the cheapest. And he said, you know, at the end of the day, I walk through my office after everybody's gone and I walk through my office and I see the products that I want to make. I see the contracts that I want signed. I visualize the orders going out. I see within my mind the orders going out. He worked daily with that creative power. What is your goal? 
Are you working with it daily? You have to work with it daily. Somewhere in the book, Genevieve says something that I thought until now I was the only one that had ever said. And she says, you know, she, she gets that working with this creative power is a new exercise for many people. It's something that people don't really think about doing in their daily lives. And so they're, they're faced with the time of doing it. Because we're talking at least 30 minutes to an hour. And she says in the book, don't be concerned about the time. Just get up a little earlier and do the work. I've been telling folks that for years. I didn't know I was channeling Genevieve. Look at the time frame. How much time do you spend in angst, worry, or concern compared to the time that you spend in alignment, knowing, believing, feeling, acting as if you are the power of Genesis in perfect function and form. If the time of worry and angst exceeds the time of knowing creativity, you might want to shift it up a bit. Just a little, change it up a little bit and begin seeing how that flows for you. So I'm going to tell you what we're going to do. Today, because I'm just such a swell guy. I'm going to stick around in here today. I'm supposed to have a board meeting. It's gone. We have to let it go right now. After service, all the board members are going, eh, this is important. We have to follow this. After service, the practitioners are here. The Reiki team is here. Jill is here. If you feel and know and believe that there's something within you that can work with this creative power and you want to get the party started and working your powerful creative visualization, then get with the practitioners, get with me. We're all going to do that affirming work for you. They're going to do energy work for you. And then, and then, move forward in that vein of energy, that intention. Download the book off the website. Listen to the talk again. Be here next week. You following me? And begin unfolding this process. And then as time moves forward, as we get forward through the month, Let's begin seeing what advantages, as Genevieve would say, have begun unfolding into your journey. See, there's only one truth that you, for you that I know, and the truth is what we've already said. And that truth is that right as you are, just as you are, you are this vibration, this creative force of the universe, this perfect expression of the divine, living and being in the now. That is the thought we're going to hold for you. And if you can't hold that thought for 17 seconds, that's okay. Because we can hold it a bit longer.
got it. Good. Everybody breathe. Let us know that the work that we've begun in this moment is the affirmation, the mark, the beginning of the genesis of our experience. And it is out of this perfect knowing I claim my spiritual authority, knowing that as I work in harmony with the laws of the universe, I am fulfilling the laws of the universe, and I am allowing the best of all that God is to live in, as, and through the best of all that I am becoming. This is my truth, and I give thanks for it for myself and everyone present. And I let these words be so, and so it is. Namaste. All right, if you would please say the offering affirmation with me, infinite mind, in as and through me, blesses and multiplies my offering, it does its good and perfect work, and returns to me, multiplied abundantly. And if the ushers would please come